Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today's message is Creating Healthy Relationships, Part 1, and was recorded on Sunday, June 5th, 2022. Sacred love is who we are meant to be, friends. Sacred love is who we are meant to be. It's exactly why we did that song today to kick off our series, Creating Healthy Relationships. Anybody think that's a good idea? Raise your hand or yell an amen. <laughs> or yes, ma'am would be wonderful. Yes, we want to live healthy relationships. And of course, in our world today, sometimes you say the world relationships. We get a little nuts or we think it's about sex and sexual activity. But in fact, relationships are a part of everyday life, aren't they? None of us is an island. None of us is uh, living life out uh, separate from everyone. We are all relating, right? And that's all this word means is that a connection with another person. And we want that connection to be healthy. We want that connection to be from a place of sacred love, a, a, a place of God love, as, as we learn in the Bible, agape love, right? But, but, how do we get there is a great question because a lot of us grew up with, you know, different understandings about what love is and how we are to relate with one another, right? So I uh, have dealt a lot with this topic. I'm, as many of you know, I'm from a very large family. So uh, uh, we put the fun in dysfunctional is what I have to tell you. So, so there was always a great deal of activity, a lot of people around, a lot of laughter, a lot of great food, and some pretty unhealthy ways of relating. And what I've noticed is that we're all, it was wonderful to come off a family weekend where there was so much healing of some relationships that had been pretty broken for 15 or 20 years, somehow around my mom's passing, um, some healing was able to happen. It was such a gift to me uh, in my journey. And I've also learned as a minister and as someone who's worked with children and adults of all ages that we are all in relationship with someone, whether it's the person that you buy your groceries from or a significant other or even you with your children. We are all in relationship with someone. 
So what we seek to do in this series is be reminded, because I believe you know, to be reminded of how to have and create healthy relationships. Now, as I said, the word create, what I'm meaning is healthy relationships do not happen by accident. Everybody aware of that? Is that somebody said, amen. That was a strong amen up here. Right. Right. So they don't happen by accident. In other words, creating healthy relationships is a conscious activity. It's going to require you to be thinking about where am I in relation to this other person? And a lot of what we're seeing uh, now in the world is people that have not been seen or heard and they have no skills for dealing with that. And all the anger is projecting outwards or sometimes it's introjecting inwards and that's why we're also seeing a suicide rate go up i'm saying none of those things have to be happening if we know god loves us if we know we have an activity a purpose here if we know that we are meant to love those things never happen we're all though on this human experience right And we are souls on a spiritual journey, right? So that means we're in different levels of our spiritual awareness. Raise your hand if you know what I mean about that one. Okay, now high five the person next to you. Like, I know you're saying. Right? Some of us are real young souls. Some of us have been around a while. Yeah, right? And so we look out and we can see activity and say, hmm, I don't think I'm going to do that. That is a bad idea. Well, some people don't have that awareness yet. So I I do have specific points I want to take you through because it is a three-week series and there's a lot of of material I want to make sure you have. So we want to start today with the spiritual nature of relationships. Will you say that with me? The spiritual nature of relationships. See, I am of the belief that every relationship in your life right now, you called up. Which means there's no one to blame. Shoot, you said. Eh? Darn. Right? No. Every relationship in your, in your life right now, you called up. Now, what does this mean? Well, it doesn't mean you need to feel bad about it or guilty about it. What I'm saying, I believe, every relationship that you may find yourself in now, friendship or romantic or intimate, whatever, all of those relationships are for you to heal and grow your soul. And what I've noticed in my own work as I parent my son is that the more healed I am, the more healed he is. Like he starts, he started where I was. He didn't have to learn the lessons I had to learn. He didn't grow up in the amount of dysfunction I grew up in. He's had a completely different experience. So now he's a 15-year-old that sounds like a 30-year-old. He, he started where I was. So what inspires me to continue to do this work is the ones coming after us. Because that's who we're leaving the world to, friends. Right? So I believe that all of the the relationships that we have, we called up. And not in a negative way, in a positive way. Because there were things we needed to learn. There are things we needed to heal. There are things we needed to know and learn this lifetime. I have had said to me in counseling sessions, people say, I am not like anyone in my family. I feel like an alien. And I go, oh, no, you were meant to be there. And they say, well, how do you know? I said, because you were, Blanche, because you were there. 
That's how I know. Because that's how you incarnated this lifetime into that family. That family, you may have had to learn and grow and shift and change to move out of that and to begin to heal. Without those situations, you would not have had the impetus to heal. I said, so we get to reframe our entire uh, life up to this point and go, oh, there was a purpose. There was a reason. What the world would call a failed relationship, sometimes relationships are supposed to end. If they're not healthy for us, sometimes relationships need to end and then we can move forward on our journey. So I believe there is a spiritual nature to all relationships. Especially the relationships where you feel a great amount of tension. See, most of us grew up avoiding conflict. Avoiding conflict. And we think if there's conflict, that means I have to run. Or we cut people off completely. We've seen this with the political uh, divide over the last few years. I've seen it worse in the last five years than in the last 20. The last five years, somehow that ramped up to a point that if somebody votes for somebody I don't vote for, uh, they're off my friend list and I you know, can't be in the same room and all this kind of stuff. And uh, in some families, it practically came to blows over last holiday. I think that's ridiculous. That relationship has something to show you. Now, there may be a time if, if you are not respected and honored that you have to separate yourself. But demonizing another family member because of who they vote for, friends, is not from the highest self. It's the ego that's always, that's always in those defense mechanisms. Psychologically, it's called a manic defense. Right? So there's even a psychology to it. It's like... I can't deal. You go away. You're bad. Right. So what I'm saying is there may have been relationships we've thrown completely away that were actually gifts in disguise. Remember, I shared with you a few weeks ago about my dear friend, Reverend S.T., who was a Baptist minister in our sharing. You remember how even though we came to things a little differently, we said, let's agree not to make each other wrong. And we just kept finding connection points. That's the spiritual nature of relationships I'm talking about. So right now, if there's someone in your life with conflict, I want you just to kind of hold on to that, and we're going to move on to number two. Okay. Say with me, patterning and conditioning of formative years. Together. Patterning and conditioning of formative years. You're saying, is this a therapy workshop? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, the answer is, the answer is yes, <laughs> because there's not just the mind and the emotions and then spirituality over here. Our spirituality and our emotional nature are intimately connected because our soul includes the emotional nature. The soul is our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, and our ideas. And where does that come from? Our patterning and conditioning from our formative years. For instance, all of us have self-limiting beliefs that were patterned and conditioned in those early years. And we start to carry those into relationships as if they're happening now. And they happen 30, 40, 50, sometimes 60 or 70 years ago. 
I'll give you an example. There was a, a gal I was working with and she carried this belief from this patterning and conditioning into all of her relationships. Because she was a little kid, she was dancing around the room, she was about four or five, she was dancing around the room, and her dad was reading the paper. And by accident, she hit the paper when he was reading it, knocked it out of his hand. You know, she was, woo, just being a little girl, twirling around. He said, don't you ever do that again. And he kind of slapped her, just hit her like that. And her belief was, all men will hurt me. From that point forward. And that was the one moment she remembered. Now, it's not true, all men will hurt me, but that was her experience that time. And so, what, what, how, we get, how our ego or personality gets created is, we learn how to shift and change and move to get love. Because we have to survive. Right? So, uh, anybody that works in a hospital and NICU knows that all those babies have to be held. Or they don't survive. Right? So it's like you didn't do anything wrong by getting patterned and conditioned. What you did was survive. Like your soul was so smart. You knew how to figure out how to make it through. The thing is, we're not kids anymore. And we're, some of us are still using the same ways to get our needs met as we did as we were three, four, and five years old. So the patterning conditioning starts rolling out. It's like zero to seven and then like seven to twelve. Those are the main uh, those main formative years of when we learn, when we learn what, how we're going to respond to authority, where we learn uh, how to uh, love our neighbors, how we learn to get the love we need. That's all in the formative years. And so sometimes when we are on this healing journey, we know there's another way, but when we don't work with the mind also, we can pray about it all day long, and if we haven't, also dealt with the patterning and the conditioning in the mind, it's a lot harder to change that activity as we get older. The older we get without doing this work, it gets it's like the Grand Canyon of, of neural pathways, and it's really hard to climb out of that old pattern. But what I want to tell you is, it is very, very possible. In uh, my last ministry, I was working with a woman... Um, in her late 70s, and she came to me because her and her husband, who was in his 80s, just learned about inner child work. And she came to me and said, I feel crazy in my 70s learning about inner child work. I said, I'm so proud of you. She said, you are? I said, this is brave. And she said, well, it seems strange that in my 70s I would say, I've still got a wounded little girl in me, but I know I do, and I want to heal that before I die. I said, me too. Beautiful intention. Beautiful intention. What she was saying is, you know, I don't want the patterning and conditioning from when I was so young to run my life in my 70s. I'm a mama. I'm a grandmama. I'm a great-grandma. And I want to be able to love those kids and those babies better than I was loved. Doesn't that sound like a beautiful intention? So the patterning and conditioning is called part of life. Every uh, two, even where you were raised, uh, like what region uh, will impact you. Somebody born in Southern California in the 40s is going to be very different from somebody born in Mississippi in the 40s. It was a different cultural understanding. 
So you're going to have things, uh, depending on where you were born, if you were not born inside the U.S., you're going to have a different patterning and conditioning, right? But we all have it. We all have it. So good news, you're in the club. You're in the I need to heal club. And the good news is you can. So I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, you can heal this. Just tell them, you can heal this. Okay, Rory, you got someone to Next slide, please. <laughs> They're going, you can heal. So what I know is that your soul yearns for healing. I absolutely know that. Here's how I know. Is that, um, well, let me ask you this. Have you ever noticed that you tend to repeat patterns of behavior? Raise your hand. Okay. Okay, that's everybody. Okay, good. We're in a good spot. Okay. So I was going to say, I hope you've noticed. Yeah. So we keep t- kind of repeating patterns and we say, why does somebody always take advantage of me? Or why am I always the one doing this, right? We say stuff like that. Well, the reason it keeps happening, number one is you keep doing the same thing. And the reason it keeps happening is because your soul is trying to heal. And it will happen until until you get the lesson. You say, uh-oh. If you're waiting on everybody else to change, you're going to be waiting a real long time. Ask me how I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, been there, done that. And Rev says, yes, exactly. The soul yearns for healing. So the good news is, when now, this time when a pattern repeats, rather than feeling like you're doing something wrong, you go, okay, I, I know what this is. So I've got to figure out now how to come out of what my normal thoughts are about this. You know, uh, a lot of us in the 80s learned about codependence, right? Everybody heard that word? We're still doing it today. We just don't talk about it as much. But we're still doing it today. And there's somebody in the household that has an addiction. And all the stuff that works around that addiction. That's all codependence. Right? We still do it. And the reason it keeps happening is because we keep doing the same thing. And the weird thing is, we do it because all of us are recreating family everywhere we go. Like every, I've noticed it uh, uh, in a variety of areas in my life. In my family, for instance, I was the youngest child of nine. In my ministerial class, I was the youngest. Just weird little things like that. Just weird little things like that. So your soul is going to then, so remember the person I said to think about that you've got a little issue with? Might be a little disturbance in your spirit now i'm not going to tell you to yell out who that is but what i want you to do is think about now this person if 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 i'm consistently recreating family and i'm having a difficulty i want you to think who might this person have been in my formative years here's what i mean if you had a sibling a brother or sister who could never make a decision and you were always taking charge because they, they would never make a decision. So finally somebody had to come in and make a decision to move the thing forward. So if you draw to yourself people that can't make a decision, you see, you're the, you're the one that keeps showing up in this, in this equation. 
So what we constantly are doing is projecting, that's the psychology of it now, we're projecting our past experience onto life right now. And sometimes we think we need to move in and take care of it. And the fact is, what we need to do is back up and let them figure it out for themselves. You see, so that's where the healing comes when you make a new choice. But being mad because people aren't healing at the same level you are is, in fact, not healing. You're not evolving. So if that difficult, the person you're having a difficulty with right now, I can guarantee there was somebody in your formative years that is this person in your life right now. And the good news is, the more healed you get around it, the less you see it. So if you say, I'm tired of this pattern, that's where the work is. Often people ask me that, well, this feels overwhelming. Where do I start? I go, what's in your face right now? And they, oh, there's a lady at work. Yeah. Who is she in your history? Oh, she was my mom. I could never do it right. I said, okay, is it true you can never do it right? No, that's not true. Exactly. Exactly. And so sometimes we are, it's almost like we're uh, putting an image over what's actually happening now. So every time you start to see a pattern repeating, remember, this is the soul yearning for healing. Okay? And it's not about even right or wrong. It's about awareness. So as soon as you see and get awareness around, oh my goodness, I'm starting to want to go and do the same thing again. That's when you pull back. That's when you pray. That's when you clear your mind. That's when you ask God for guidance about how to make a new choice in this. And that's how you begin to heal your relationships as you begin to do things differently. Now, next point, please. The last one, what we're really seeking to do in this series, uh, and, and this is really the kickoff. We'll go even deeper next week, but we're really seeking to come home to ourselves. We said at the beginning, you know, come on in, welcome home, you're welcome here, you're loved, you're sacred love, you're peace. You know, we just affirmed and affirmed and affirmed. And still some of us are going to say, but I'm not worthy. I don't deserve because we're carrying this old idea from the past. And so what I want to help you know is there's a place we get to in our healing work, in our soul work, where we say, I love and accept myself exactly as I am. I love and accept, sorry, I love and accept myself exactly as I am. Will you say that with me? I love and accept myself exactly as I am. Exactly as I am. This means all your good and all your negative. I'm not saying to ignore the negative. I'm saying when we get to a point of self-love, then we can actually have the safety and security to be able to see what does need healing. What I see a lot of people doing in unity is we love to say, God is everywhere, God is in me, all is well. And then we go off and we yell at the guy at Publix and we, you know, in traffic and, and these kind of things. And I'm saying, this is not behaviors of healed people. So we want to be able to say, I love and accept myself exactly as I am, awards and all, all my, all my weird idiosyncrasies. I love and accept myself exactly as I am. 
And remember that that doesn't preclude the need to still work on oneself. As a matter of fact, it is the impetus to do the work. Because once you can love and accept yourself exactly the way you are, then healing is possible. I love and accept myself exactly as I am. Will you say that with me? I love and accept myself exactly as I am. So as you're going throughout the week this week, my hope for you is that you're going to have that as a little touchstone to come back to in your mind. I love and accept myself exactly as I am. So when you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see and everybody wants six-pack abs these days, I want you to say, I love and accept myself exactly as I am. It may even be exactly the age I am, exactly the uh, 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 sex I am, exactly as I am. With all that I'm healing right now, I love and accept myself exactly as I am. Will you say that with me one more time? I love and accept myself exactly as I am. Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2022, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.